Hey, lady, can I say something to you for a minute? Please. No, now. Before you take your coat off. That's it. <laughs> Good old boys. <laughs> I'm Mark. Bog Beef. Fredo. Still got it? <clears throat> Never lost it. Get that money. Yo, this is what Teddy said, right? <laughs> Still got it, but don't flaunt it. That is one of the most clever songs in history uh, for a lot of reasons. But, like, uh, I don't know if it's obvious what's going on there. So, like, on the surface layer, of course, the song is him, um, you know, chewing out his wife for uh, embarrassing him in parties, for talking about all the money he has and stuff like this. Um, that's that's Teddy Pendergrass, but it's when he was uh, – before he went solo with he was with Harold Melvin and and the somethings you know uh everybody was in the somethings back then it was like you know Joe Bob and the Shakes and the I always thought a really good name for a band back in that era that nobody ever took was Clovis and the Franks <laughs> That's a good one <laughs> That's a good one Uh but okay so what's what's funny about the song there's I mean, always the Dell Vikings it's close right but uh, what's what's so funny about the song, and this this is uh, this is people asking what song we talking about, talking about uh, Teddy Pendergrass, be for real, and okay, so the song he's chewing out his wife for talking about how much money he has, but clearly the song is like a stealth way to boast about <laughs> boast about your buddy and cars and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's like, hey, don't don't talk about how fabulously wealthy I am. That's yeah. embarrassing. Yeah, it's really embarrassing, and the beautiful, the mink coats, and all the big cars, and yeah, and that's what's fucking hilarious. It's a it's a clever song. Also, this is sort of back in the day where I mean, this is this goes for white and black music. So I mean, I've talked about before that country music, country music requires a, a steel pedal steel guitar. Now they got around that by this this contraption they use on a on a regular guitar to make it sort of sound like it. Why? So you can have less people in the band. If you go look at a country band on uh on Hee Haw, you know, like there's like, you know, ten people in the band. The same thing with the black music. You know, the your average uh R and B group, I mean, how many instruments did you hear on this song? There's like, you know, there's a sax, there's an organ, there's uh there's a piano, there's just Friggin' everything, you know what I'm saying? A lot of harmonizing too. Yeah, yeah. You can tell they put it. You know, it's just like everything else. I mean, you know, it used to. It used to take a lot more calories to, and they put more calories into the song. You could tell. Bobby, if you mentioned the the minks there, uh, like you don't see, see those around too much anymore. Did either of y'all, when you were little, have any family members that had a mink? We have them right here. I've seen them on a the game camera. Oh no! I mean, like the coat. My oh, like. okay. <laughs> that's a real redneck moment, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, no, you don't. Uh, it's it's too hot in uh, Florida, or if people had them, I wasn't yeah, aware. That makes sense. My uh, like you don't. I was just thinking you don't really see them much anymore. My grandmother had one that actually had the head and tail of the actual mink on it. So like. The mink was sort of wrapped around the coat, and it was yeah. biting, it was biting its own tail. Like that was very stylish back in like you know, nineteen fifty five. Yeah, well, I mean, I know a lot of this. Uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, who's the people that bitch about uh, people <laughs> Peter, eating meat all the time? Peter. They, 
I mean, I don't think I think they basically won the deal yeah. with the with the fur coats. They like, did they did the thing that pe- that the environmental nerds do to like the Mona Lisa now, except it was your private property and they destroyed it and they got away with it. So yeah. <laughs> Donkey Bite says, "Baby, quit telling all your friends what a powerful lover I am." Yeah, <laughs> it's it song is really clever for uh you know what it's doing. Um, I never, I never, you know, I never liked Teddy Pendergrass that much. Like I like some of those old. Like Motown, you know, the Temptations, like Bread and Wood, Smokey Robinson, but I don't know. I never, I don't know. I never liked, Te- I never liked Teddy Pendergrass. Yeah, but that's a good song, though, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where we just played it. <laughs> he, I mean, uh, I don't really know. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. In terms of of old black music, all uh, I like James Brown. I really like James Brown. That's about it. That's that's all I know. In uh, um, uh, how dare you? I'm not gonna read that. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah so oh man uh a lot going on today a lot going on oh let's see um i just had i had one of those those moments where and it's like okay so i went to Publix to get geared up for this uh this show and so i was going to go get some strawberry milk uh, i really like that strawberry milk hmm. there's a um there's a brand it's not just like it's not just a super super sugary um, Nesquik. They got that Promised Land version. You ever had that? No, I just drink my milk straight, baby. I'm allergic to strawberries, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's good. And um, and you know, I figure, okay, I'm just gonna run to public, so I'm just gonna throw on some, uh, you know, basketball shorts, some flip flops, and a hoodie, and just mm. get in and out of there. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm, nah, I, I ain't right. I don't live. I live right next to it, so I'm like, I'm just gonna run in and get some milk and be out of there. It don't matter. You're gonna see people in there. It, it, yeah, you, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I saw the most beautiful woman I've yeah. seen in years. Exactly. Yeah. In years. Oh my god. She and like the you know the deal was like it wasn't like a thing where it's like I saw her from like a mile away. You know what I mean? I mean like uh. I went I went up to the sushi. She was standing there. And she like sit there and paused a second. And this was the most beautiful woman I've I've seen in I don't know how long. Oh my God. Like uh it was the kind of thing where it's like, uh, you know, are you a professional? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> are you professionally beautiful? Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it like uh you know, I have been to Dubai. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And you know it, that's that's a beat. That's a, you know because that's what like, and I just got a new cowboy hat from Stetson. It's badass. Were you wearing that? Nope. Yeah, I left that you, shit at home. You could have been in the silk shirt with with the you know with the Wranglers, the big old Florida belt buckle and the hat, and you could have been spitting right at that girl. And it oh, it would have been easy. It would have been yeah. easy. And like, yeah, just you have to always be prepared. You have to always be prepared. I mean, what, you know, cause you know, in my plan, it was like, well, I'm just going to get some milk. Yeah. I, but I mean, you know, things don't always work out exactly, exactly as you had planned. I, I wish you could have seen her, man. I w- it was just unbelievable. I was like, I didn't know they had women like this around here. This is ridiculous. And I was like, and I just sitting there thinking, I was like, God damn, that new hat is back at home and I'm wrong. Yeah. I mean, I rip. It's a it's a rip on that. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. 
You know, and I was I, when I got um I've I've had a cowboy hat, but I've had the straw hat. You ever seen that? Yeah, it yeah, looks yeah. it looks just like a cowboy hat, except that they're they're usually white, and they call it a straw hat, but it's not a straw hat like a farmer straw hat. But um, yeah. Uh, but now I got the real one. I got the I got the one that's I got the one like he's got on in, in Smokey and the Bandit. Rise right. thirty three once enough. She's a redhead. Nope, she's a brunette. And uh, but the you know when I got I got this new hat, I was thinking like um you know I got this Florida belt buckle. We got a humongous belt buckle. Tony Lama. It's got it's got the seal of the state of Florida on it. Why did I get that? Have you ever seen this? You know, memes can do something to you. you ever seen these memes and they'll they'll show like um I don't know, like a Roman soldier or you know, uh Henry the Eighth or something, and they'll say, Men, what is what is uh stopping Stop you from looking, looking like this? Yeah. Now there's a lot that's stopping me from looking like uh a Roman soldier or Henry the Eighth or you know, some other things. Uh yeah. <laughs> look like Henry the Eighth, I need like, you know, uh uh, uh entire pigs roasted to a turn you know at, at all points <laughs> but um just walk around I, with a pineapple for no particular reason yeah i was i was you know, i made one like this for uh for burt reynolds in smoking the bandit one and two um <laughs> and then you know and i sit there and i thought about it, it was like what's stopping you from looking like this i was sitting there thinking absolutely nothing <laughs> nothing at all there's literally nothing stopping me from doing this. Like, you got the stash? I don't have a stash. Um, but uh, everything else, I was like, I just immediately, I was like, let's let's call up, let's call up uh, Stetson. Let's get the get the uh, same color cowboy hat. I got the big belt buckle. He didn't have a Florida belt buckle, but he had the he had the the thing on his head or whatever. I was like, literally nothing stopping me from looking like this. I can do this right now, uh, and I have. It's awesome. Fredo, so, what's the Italian equivalent of this, Fredo? Big gold chains. Yeah. I mean, uh, how, how many chains you got? Well, yes, that, I, this <laughs> is like a weird story. So I always had worn a chain like growing up. Uh, like not multiple chains. I just had like one good size, like not like flavor flavor. When I say good size, there was something crazy like that. <laughs> I had like a, I had a nice solid rope, rope chain with a crucifix on it. You know what I mean? Uh, fairly understated one. You know, it looked nice. It was gold. My grandmother got it for me for my confirmation. That's classic time when you get your grandmother getting you that for your confirmation mm -hmm. is like very. Do y'all know what confirmation is? No. Okay, so when you're Catholic, when you're in uh, eighth grade. You, it's one of the, it's one of our sacraments. It's when you accept the faith. So when you're baptized into the faith, you're a little baby. So you have no way, like, you don't know what you're doing. Right. So I know some churches do adult baptism for that reason. We don't, we baptize little babies, but then when you're usually around eighth grade, you get confirmed, which means that's you as like, you're old enough to know what you're doing saying, yeah, I want to be a, you know, full member of the church. So, uh, yeah, you, usually you get a gift for your confirmation, usually from your grandmother. Uh, and it's, uh, mine was that chain and it's funny, you know, I, I just stopped wearing it one day and it, I just never put it back on. I just felt like, I know it is terrible, but it's like, I guess it, I, you know what? It's probably because 
like I'm engaged, so I don't have to be ready for anything when I go out to Publix. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like I can just be regular. Oh, but no, but yeah. So I just never, uh, never, never, never ended up putting. I mean, I still have it, of course, and everything, but just never ended up putting it back on. Well, you know, I'm, we've. Sorry. I'm, I'm glad he said that because I've been dying to tell him congratulations uh, live on the air. But I didn't want to. You know, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to. You want to step on the cross the too, too far across the personal boundaries, but congratulations. Nah, not a problem at all, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Barrick is saying to stop sending the letters to uh, Fredo. <laughs> Start sending them to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's taking already. We got it. Okay. Um, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. See the chain. See. I, by the way, uh, I I did a, a big defense of the gold chain on this on this show before. Yeah. Yeah. We we yeah yeah. But now. To take that further, see, there's different ways you do gold chain, whether depending on who you are. Typically, see, like, uh, there's different levels of this too. But so, like, um, I don't know if you, I don't know if you're hip to this. Stuff, I don't know if you're hip to this stuff, Fredo. But it, it's usually about the length. So, like, if you're if you're if you're a, a honky, a redneck, you'll probably wear like 18 inch gold chain. It's yeah. um, good. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And if you're a little, hey, you know, if you're a little, uh, if you're a little, uh, Be careful, uh, Mediterranean, you might go 20, 22. You know what I'm saying? Yep. First, <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I know what you mean. You get a longer gold chain, it's heavier and it's blingier to have a longer gold chain. And if you're like a, you know, if you're, if you're a rapper or you're like a, uh, a rapper American, yeah. If if you're a brother, or I don't know, if you're like a you know a hitman in the mob or something, you'll have like a, a twenty you know a twenty eight twenty six inch gold chain. Looking like look at like that thing Chewbacca wore Star Wars. Yeah. The other thing, it, what you have on the end of it too. So like you know, my people always have something religious. It's almost always a crucifix. Uh, mm -hmm. But like I, that's not necessarily universal either. What about the boat anchor? Does is Italians do that one? I've never had any family members that had anything like that. Always. The only ones I've seen are, uh, the, the crucifix or, um, uh, on a rare occasion, you'll see the blessed virgin. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's funny that like, uh, you know, it's funny that like gold chains have that thing. Like there's a, you know, if you don't know anything about cars, like I would imagine that like, you know, you wouldn't know that like um, very large rims is something brothers are into. And it's just like, well, these are all gold chains. It's like, no, no, there's a thing to the 18, the 22, the 24 inch inch gold chain. I don't know. It's fine. Yeah, it, there's it is with the rims, too, because like to me, I'll give you an example. Like to me, like El Camino, you know, I like El Caminos, right? I had one, et cetera. I never had the real big rims on it. I just never thought that looks good. And I think that's like a cultural thing. You know what I mean? Like that if I was a different demographic and I had an El Camino, I probably <laughs> would have the gig the gigantic oversized rims. Mine were always like period appropriate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's honky. Like super honky, like translucent white guy is black steelies. Right. Yeah. So I had checks out well, my '69 Pontiac. I had black steel steelies on it. I, for a while, I had a '69 Pontiac Le Mans, and Ooh. I had uh, it, the car was yellow, and the it had black steelies. 
Oh uh, yeah, it's, it's, that's um that's a super white guy. Um, now of course there's a, you know there's exceptions like regardless of what color you are, if you got a black car, you know you'd really it's hard hard to not not get uh chrome rims or whatever. But I live in Florida, so um black car is not really the uh, best way to go. You know what I mean? It gets hot. It does. Yeah, it does. I I have a black truck but i also got air conditioned seats so it it makes it you know what i'm saying like if you when you're dealing with a classic you don't have that luxury yeah uh speaking of white guy over like uh the, you know how like uh if you're a black guy you could you gonna put these big ass rims on it that's gonna fuck up the car's drive or whatever and you're like um that's what's messing up you can be too white to fuck up your car so uh, I bought my truck. I bought it from someone else here in Florida. And so <clears throat> they had tint on it and mm. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm a white guy. I can't have a tint on my car. I and don't the, like that. Do what? Yeah, I don't like that either. Yeah. Well, the thing is like you, tint ain't a bad idea if you live in Florida. You know what I'm saying? It makes yeah. the car a lot cooler. To, uh, I mean, the, the, the actual temperature, it uh, it's a lot more comfortable to drive around without tent but i could i had to take the tent off i can't do tent i'm a white guy there, there's like there's a middle ground though too where they can tint it a little bit like most i think most like new cars you get i think have that out of the box like it's it doesn't necessarily look super tinted but it's still you know it cuts the sun down a little bit but when you say you took the tint off was it like real tint that you had to have professionally taken off or did he have that do you know what i'm talking about that big ass sticker that's cut in the shape of your window do you know what yeah, i'm talking about i just the, peeled it off yeah, so it was that kind of tent. Gotcha. Yeah, mm, yeah. So, but I mean, like, tent is a good idea, but it's also kind of a bro bro thing on cars. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole idea behind tent is so nobody can see you inside, right? Well, I mean, maybe, but I mean, in the south, it just helps from the heat. But anyways, yeah, it's it's just it's just funny. Uh, uh, men in our vehicle. Donkey bite demands knows your truck have straight six or V eight. It's got a straight six. All right. 300 cubic inch uh faux speed black ice <laughs> air fresheners <laughs> yeah, those are uh uh black ice air fresheners i don't think those aren't race those are uh stoner <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair enough tools of the trade yeah <laughs> yeah if you go to the you go to the car wash with this truck and they give you the little air freshener at the end which flavor are you getting hmm <laughs> I ain't paying somebody else to wash my car. What are you talking about? So, Merrick, I have a funny story about that. I like, I do a lot of stuff myself, right? One thing I just never really got into was like around the house was just like washing my own car. Like, I cut my own grass, I do most of my own repairs. The car wash, especially because like I live by the ocean, so I do it a lot. I just have like the monthly pass. I can drive through as much as I want. I vacuum it myself and everything at the end, but I just, I just drive through mm -hmm. when I, when I got here, like what you well when my, I should say when my fiance moved in, she, when she first moved in, she was like, what do you, you, you like, basically her reaction was your reaction. Like what, what the hell's the matter with you? You paying somebody else to wash your car. So she went and got like, you know, the, the jug of the car wash <laughs> and like the bucket, you know, the whole nine yards, like all the supplies. The Daisy Dukes. Yeah. <laughs> the exactly. t-shirt tied up in the front. Yeah. <laughs> she would need to wash her own car. 
she go she ended up she goes the same car wash I do, man. Like when you live here, like mm-hmm. you just you, you gotta go all the time. It's just you you want to be able to just run through and get it done. Yeah, the sea salt. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. It didn't yeah. answer the question. What what flavor? What there, I didn't know there was that was a thing. What flavor of? Not all car washes do it a lot. I always get there's usually like a coconut type one. That's the one I always get. <laughs> yeah, I'm always uh the whatever's on the box. Like what? Um, I got that little pine tree that hangs from the hangs like what, from the rearview mirror. I always ask for standards, whatever's generic, uh, all that stuff. Like if you play a video game, like a game where you can choose whoever your character is, whatever's on the box, that's the my character. <laughs> so were you like in Street Fighter Two? Were you Ken or Ryu? Ryu. Gotcha. Gotcha. And it's um, I don't know. It's I've heard. I've heard, like, I heard uh, there's one a big car rider who, I didn't even know you could do this with vehicles, but, um, <clears throat> uh, and so this, like, sort of level, he said, like, uh, I only buy cars in the press color, and I didn't realize that. I was like, oh, shit, there, there is a thing called press color. It's so, like, uh, whenever they introduce a new car, you'll see, like, on the cover of the brochure in the commercial, they'll usually pick one color to be the guy on the box, you know? Man, I never even thought about that. Does, so does he do that? Is there is that just because he assumes the press color is always going to be the best looking color for the car because they're like testing that stuff, or does he think the resale is going to be higher? Did you know what his thought process was with that? I can't remember. I think resale had part to do with it. The guy was also part of the press, so uh, that's always the car they showed to them. But I think it, I think a lot of it was just like the thing, like every like like me is just like that's the iconic color, you know. Like, uh, you know, you think Ford GT, you think, uh, or, or, or you think, uh, you know, Dodge Viper, you think the blue with white stripes, uh, red Corvette, you know, everything has, has like that, uh, that press color. Have you ever driven a Viper bog beef? No, me neither. I, Cause I, I had a Corvette. Yeah, that's always like the rivalry, right? The Viper and the Corvette. I had a Corvette, but I always, I remember when the Viper first came out, I always liked them. And one thing I always respected about the the Viper is that they do not like they it might still be the case as as late as like, I don't know, five years ago, they were still using uh, drum brakes in those things. You know what I mean? Like they it's sort of like the if you're like a traditionalist, like there's a lot of things you would like about that car. It's just sort of brute power. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love the Viper, and it's it is the it is it's the most trad sports car uh, I've talked about before on the um, X Files podcast, which you're not supposed to. But uh, I I'll talk about it again. So um, okay, so Viper it, it's it's got a lot of really cool stuff. So first off, Vipers killed a lot of people uh, because Viper the first gen Vipers didn't even have uh, ABS or traction control and stuff like that. So if you are going around a turn and you squeeze the pedal, uh, you're you're gonna be wrapped around a tree or something. Uh, it's it's a little bitty car, humongous motor, which is like the essence of sports car. But the really cool thing about the Viper is that the guy who designed it, uh, he got a, when he got his job as like a executive at Chrysler, Dodge, or whatever. Uh, he was totally open about this. He wrote books and stuff and he's like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. All the thing, like everything that's really cool that other companies made that they're too stupid to use. I'm just going to steal it. He's like, uh, you know, there's this very cool car called, uh, called, uh, uh, 
Shelby, uh, Shelby GT, Shelby Cobra. I'm sorry. Uh, you ever seen a Shelby Cobra? Yep. Yeah. They're beautiful. So Shelby Cobra, uh, and you'll see them around. They're always kit cars. It doesn't, it's not because there, there's only like a dozen real Shelby Cobras. They're made for racing They're in movies and all this stuff. And Ford and just never got around to actually building a car out of it. There was a lot of different prototypes and stuff like that. And they were going to do something. And this guy was like, well, they're too stupid to make actually make a production Shelby Cobra. I'll just make one. You'll notice that the Shelby Cobra iconically is blue with the gray stripes or whatever. So is the Dodge Viper. Viper is just a humongous motor and a little bitty car. That's what the Viper was. Uh, I don't know. That's that's uh, that's cool. Do you know the story on point? Do you know the story behind why they discontinued it? Dangerous. Yeah, kind of related to that. So it was, they always refused to put safety equipment in it. Like any safety emissions, anything, they would only do the absolute bare minimum of what the government forced them to do. Um, and then I think there was a rule. I like, I guess the national highway transportation safety authority had said like anything after 2017, you needed side curtain airbags. And basically the decision was made like, we can't, put side curtain airbags in this car without compromising like the vision and the design for it. So that's why they stopped making it. Yeah. Uh, the early ones, the early one is the Dodge Viper. The other stuff, I mean, it's not really the Dodge Viper. The Dodge Viper is the first generation Viper and, um, <clears throat> it has side pipes. That's super badass. Uh, it's just a, just an incredible car. They don't make shit like that anymore. It's, um, there was a there was a time period, maybe ten years ago, where and I, we need a word for this, but there's a thing where like whether rich people, or I say rich people, I mean like a certain type of uh, male guy that has a lot of money that doesn't have a ton of time. This is like the dentist index, and so like the the Viper wasn't on the dentist index, and the dentist index is like. Uh, people with a lot of money, but, uh, you know, dentists don't have time to stay up with the coolest shit and stuff like that. Right. They're just, they're working all the time or playing golf or banging, banging candy stripers. But, uh, the American, do they still have candy stripers? Uh, no, I don't think, I don't think that they have male nurses now. I think that that period's over. Uh, <laughs> zoomers just don't look it up you, you'll it'll break your heart what they used to have um we can't look to the past uh anyways like rich guys just didn't know about them and so there was a period like 10 10 15 years ago where vipers and uh nsx's and other cars and a couple other cars like that they just weren't on the rich guy radar you could get one for like I want to say as low as 15, but maybe 20 for one with like less than 50,000 miles early, early Viper. That's all over. Everyone knows they're cool now and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> that, yeah, I remember, especially the NSX, like you could get, yes. you could get, I mean, I, I could be mistaken, but I thought I remembered like 10 or 15 years ago, like you could get a used NSX for like, I mean, barely over ten thousand dollars. You know, little, like you know, like a little bit really more than that. A little bit more than that, but yeah, I mean, it was. And you know, the uh, someone and I was talking to someone on Twitter about this, and like, like, how did we? 
Like, why didn't we realize what we had then? And because, like, uh, I've driven in our NSX. It's a sick, sick car. And everyone knows that it's sick now. Now it costs $100,000, just like Super TT and others. But um, why didn't we know it was so sick? What we didn't know was that at that point, cars basically just kept getting better. And so, like, the NSX, it had... It didn't have, uh, it had low horsepower. It had like, I don't know. It had in the two hundreds, I believe, or just like barely 300, which is not a ton for what, for what it is. And so we just like, well, you know, the next years they'll just be, they'll, they'll, they'll put more horsepower in it. And then next years they'll, cause we didn't know like everything would just start getting worse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Oh, I know a hundred percent. I mean, I, I was telling somebody about this the other day. Like, I remember it was all bullshit, right? Because it was all just sort of fueled by there, there was this period where, like, we were getting all the benefits of globalization, but the reality hadn't set in yet. You know what I mean? Like, or at least some of us were like the hollowed out, you know, industry and stuff. We hadn't started feeling the negative effects of that, but like, shit was really cheap. But anyway, to tie what I meant to this, that time, this was around that time period. And there was just sort of this endless optimism as a result of that. That's what I remember living through that period anyway. And I think like, I think just that general sort of like vibe or attitude among the populace during that time period of just sort of endless boundless optimism that everything was going to keep getting better. It's kind of, it's kind of actually tied to like the end of history stuff. Right. Uh, sort of bled into even something like, you know, just assuming that cars were going to get better every single year as time went on. Yeah. And, and to be clear, uh, there's like a, um, cars are more than just numbers and well, uh, well, maybe not. If you throw in the weight figure that, cause you, what you might, if you're listening to this, what you might say is, well, you could go buy a, a new demon or a, a Corvette that has like a billion horsepower by using these new stuff, like, um, direct injection and all these fancy things like, um, horsepower numbers have never been higher. However, like, uh, I mean, if you, if you talk to people that actually race cars, like around a track and stuff, they're, they're most likely going to be racing a Miata. And it's more fun to drive a Miata than like a car that has 10,000 horsepower, but is a big lard ass. Everything, they can they can put lots of horsepower, but because of all this safety shit, they just get fatter and fatter. And also, they have computers that regulate how you're driving it, and they're not stick shift rear wheel drive. If you've, I mean, you have to be kind of enthusiast to get yourself in a situation where you're driving something that weighs nothing, rear wheel drive and stick. If you do that, it's got to weigh very little, and like any horsepower, it doesn't matter. Hundred horsepower, three hundred horsepower, it doesn't matter. It's 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 this is why people pay a billion dollars for these these old older cars uh that vibe that the old nsx that old viper they're not fat asses they're not this it, it's more important than having a billion horsepower anyways let's get started <laughs> the dream is dead r.i.p to dream cars it's okay i have <laughs> old cars um where do you want to get started? Let's talk about cars for another 45 minutes. <laughs> I, I think the obvious place to get started is the the, the press. Oh, uh, talking about ourselves. That's a, that's an easy one. <laughs> yeah. 
I started getting emails and DMs uh, around noon today saying we were in Vanity Fair. We're back in Vanity Fair. The article is, it's once again an article by James Pogue, a great writer, by the way. Check out his work. Uh, called Inside the Dissident Fringe, where the new right meets the far left, <laughs> and everyone's bracing for apocalypse. Preppers, techies, hippies, and yuppies are converging on the American West, the safest place to exit a society gone haywire. The uh, the the actual meat of what he said was uh, it was a, we got quoted this time. We weren't just we weren't just name dropped. They they, they mm-hmm. gave us a quote. Let me let me let me bring it up there just so everybody can see this and. And I'll read it off for the people listening at home. It made us sound more badass than we actually are. Yeah, I'll preface this by saying, I, and I've done this. I've complained <laughs> about this to these both of these guys in, in private. I was like, you know, man, Bog Beef always comes up with the quotable stuff. He's like, he's a you know, women are passionate about social justice. They're all, everybody's always quoting him. I never say anything that like that is in, like, you know good enough to get quoted. Well, never, never bet against the Coomers. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, but whatever. Hey, that, that's not enough of a meme. But for, hey, I, I made it, ladies and gentlemen. I, now, I am now quoted in a many fair article. Uh, many liberal, uh, this is the part of the article. Many liberal Americans do not actually understand how easy it would be to launch an insurgency in the United States. <laughs> Quote Mar- Mark of the Good Old Boys podcast Everyone on the planet is red pilled on low intensity warfare now. Oh, I I didn't know. I thought you said I said it earlier. I didn't. I had no memory of, of whoever said. Oh it. no, I said that. I said that, bro. Hell yeah. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. It sounds way more. It sounds like we're um, you know, telling people how to uh, restart the. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's that's the point. <laughs> but I think we were just talking about like the guerrilla warfare and why it wins and well, uh, I think it how came to up do it. I believe it came up in the context of like the L U the L, we have F fifteens, your guns don't matter. And it's like, yeah, yeah, they do matter. And everybody knows that now after the Taliban. I might have, you know, changed how I phrased that if I, if I knew it was gonna show up in the in a magazine though. Everyone is red pilled. plus like um that everyone is red pilled, that sounds really good to like a general audience, you know what I mean? And they're like, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we get this, we get to all these threats from our president all the time, which is like, oh, we'll fucking, <laughs> that's weird. You know, that the president cuts promos on us. Yeah. We'll fucking nuke you. We'll drop bombs on you and stuff. But it's like, no, if you write a history book, uh, that doesn't ever work for you guys. Like, uh, that's like the absolute worst way to fight a, uh, fight an insurgency. And you may notice that most of the time people lose those fights. They just do. It doesn't mean that uh, we're advocating for civil war or something like that, but uh, it's just it's it's hollow talk. Yeah, I mean this uh, this isn't just even America thing. I mean, uh, you know, Soviet Union and Afghanistan when I was a kid, similar deal. Yeah, and like, uh, you know, if you're dumb, you think that like battles are are set piece battles where people line up across from each other and they start shooting rifles at each other. That's not how. It's not how things work at all. Um, so yeah, and the article itself is about you know people talking about how you could ex you know how you can exit society and people going out west, people fleeing to Montana, 
you know, great again, another, another time, Greater Idaho. You know, uh, that 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 play that part of the country is very appealing for people who want to escape <laughs> the insanity of. Oh my God! Uh, Subvisual hates this. It was nice of him not to quote you referring to a bunch of angry hillbillies being a couple hours drive from the Capitol. <laughs> okay, so th- there, this kind of links into something that was in the news that was. Well, I'll just I'll show I'll show you the tweet. Marjorie Taylor Greene, sitting U.S. Congresswoman, we need a national divorce. We need to separate by red and blue states and shrink the federal government. Everyone I talk to says this. And then she, she complains about uh, why this should happen. Now, we're back. <laughs> yeah, we're back, baby. We were talking about this privately. And uh, I think we come to agreement this has happened. This is, I mean, obviously it's happened before. We know at least one time it's happened. But I don't think in, in our lifetimes I've ever seen a congressperson say this. Can you guys ever remember that? This is great. Uh, not, by not, the way, not at all. Um, and I'm, look. Obviously, we have a lot of people behind enemy lines, but if anyone tells you <laughs> that you should never talk like this, first check where they're living. I would do the same thing. <laughs> I was living in Washington, D.C. or Los Angeles. I would say, this is the worst thing in the world. You can't talk like this. You, you know, you, you need my votes in Los Angeles, which, well, um, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I just want to say that, like, um, this is a good thing to say. Uh, yeah, absolutely, and that's why they got so they they really. I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene would say stuff in the past, and they would like make, they would make fun of her. It was like, ah, oh, how out of touch and how how stupid this crazy person is. When she said this, they didn't do that. They got really, really mad and said, "How dare you? You should be censured. You should be in trouble." It's, you know, this is a you're advocating. They they got real defensive about it, and, the, and I think the reason they did that is that once you and this is this goes back to like Trump in 2016 and uh, and 2015 before that, when you when someone who has like power and legitimacy says something, and it enters into the public consciousness, you can't. Just take it back out. It does that. It, that you can never remove it fully. And when you have a person who sit, who's like a sitting member of Congress, who says, "Yeah, maybe we should break the country up," man, it's, doesn't seem like it's working out too well. <laughs> she, CNN might make fun of her, but you, she's she's put that out there in the ether. Because now it moves like talking about that, right? Moves now from being just like a very online thing to being more of like a boomer thing. And that's when it starts to matter. You know what I mean? It's a very similar. This is actually even a bigger deal because she's a Congress uh, woman. But like it's a similar phenomenon to like when, you know, people will be talking about some crap on Twitter and whatever. It doesn't matter. But then Tucker Carlson picks it up and then it becomes a real thing. You know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. Yeah. So. Uh, this is good. Uh, what is bad? So, um, what you're going to get from a lot of pundits is you're going to get these very boring ass lectures about the constitution and like how much, like how many days it would take in the legislature to write down the, the split and, and how they're going to do the passports. Like shut the fuck up. That's not what this is about. What is this about? The, Federal government is not in the control of what party is she in? <laughs> the Republican Party. How much? 
the Republican Party has essentially zero power at the federal level, and but they have a lot of power in the states. So what they can do is they can, you can bite your lip and you can you can double down and say, you know what, we have this one thing, we don't have the other thing, and we can we can get what we need out of this. So like we can do stuff like literally ban abortion. Uh, you know, no one's ever gonna commit sodomy in the state of uh, you know. Texas ever again after someone <laughs> signs the thing on a piece of paper, uh, you can just go to where your strengths are. I'm tired of listening to these bullshit lectures about, oh, you know, I'll never pass the letter. Yeah, I know, you idiot. This it's not. <clears throat> I I don't know, man. It's like, uh, yeah, they were doing it all day today. By the way, Adam Kinzinger gave a whole thing about how, like, mm. well, actually, the Civil War says that that permanently ended the right for any separation like forever or whatever. But y- your, your point is, uh, is well taken. Like there's really nothing bad per se that can come of that. Well, well, well and, and this, you know, this is illustrative and <laughs> this is ironically one of the things that the people who in the aftermath of our civil war, they wanted to avoid, people talking and thinking like this like they went through great lengths to 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 make this so we didn't think of it this way but what kensinger is saying is true he's like well you know the last time you tried to to you uh exert your your 10th amendment rights we just sent in an army of people and burnt your stuff down and kill and killed your people and we'll just do that again and like i think that's you know uh uh he's he's got a point you know but Good. I want you to say that. I want that to be. Let's be real about it. If if that is, is what if that's what's hold, if that's what's holding us together, then you're you're not going. You're in the long run. You're not going to win. Like how how they mended the country after after the Civil War, which is pretty. I mean, it wasn't brutal in the, in historical terms of civil wars. It was pretty tame. Like in in American history, it was it's like it's it's still the I think the bloodiest war it, it is the bloodiest war we've ever been in. We've lost we lost more people in the Civil War than we lost in World War Two, right? We lost a lot of Americans died in this war. How they papered this over was telling each other stories and like yeah we're all we're all buddies again and this is a misunderstanding. They didn't do what Kinzinger's doing because if you do that, the country's not gonna make it. Yeah, but I'm talking about people on the right. And so, like, if you're too stupid to understand what this means, so let me let me dumb this down for for people. So, number one, this means uh, basically like all the crazy legislation and shit coming out of the federal government and the more bizarre states uh, like, like California and stuff. <laughs> you can just say fuck that. Like those people are basically nothing like us. We don't really have to respect their laws and stuff, and we can we can we can, uh, uh, you know, be more aggressive in pursuing our own interests and, and what we have, the parts that we have, uh, you'll notice that people on the left have no problem doing this. They have no problem doing this. Like go look, like, yeah, just please go look at the city, like the city got like, uh, the city government in like Portland or practically any city in America. It like, these people have no problem doing this. You got to stop being a pussy about this stuff. And oh gosh, you didn't check the. You look at the 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 paperwork. Like I don't know, man. Like the the the, the legit counter argument to this is going to be, it it it's not it it won't matter in the long run because the people who could capitalize on this won't, and they'll they'll just continue to 
do as they've done, you know, for the last hundred years and just cuck. They're not, they're not going to use this. They ha- they do have this power in the states. They could they could use it. They I mean they had this power in 2020. They could have used it. They didn't. You know th- nobody <laughs> nobody really cared when the when the federal government sent the 101st Airborne 82nd or 101st whatever when it sent the Airborne into like Alabama. There was no civil war over this. There was no uprising. It was just. If you wanted to make the argument that this means nothing, that's that's how you go about it. Like, yeah, it could be, but it won't because nobody cares. I don't buy that 100% for the main reason is, like, if, if it's 1955, you got a good reason to not rock the boat. If you lived if you lived anywhere in the country in, in the 50s, you got it. I mean, things are great. Uh, I, you've got you've got a bigger house than way bigger house than your than your parents did. Your circumstances are great. The future looks great. You're making you're the richest that we're ever going to be in the world. That papers over a lot of differences. Uh, you can go a long way with that. Is that what it's going to be like for the people who are tempted by this idea yeah. in the future? No, I don't think so. However, are shitting all over your future. Yeah, you? but I mean the thing is. It still requires political leaders who aren't going to bitch out, and they don't have a good track record doing that. Uh, I mean, this puts me at odds with some people on the right, but uh, I always like making uh, people who hate me burn calories. I like that. I think that's a good idea. Um, Anything that makes their life more annoying, uh, Democrat politician, uh, saying that I'm not going to, uh, this, this country sucks. Um, we want, uh, we're going to, uh, uh, do, do this, this thing over here. Uh, that's good. That's always good. Especially when things are intolerable. Uh, you know, you talked about the 55. Well, if you're in 1955, you know, you're looking at your, you know, you can save money and you can build a future for yourself. Look at the immigration numbers, any, any sort of, uh, surplus that we're going to build over here. Like, let's say that like we get a bunch of cool laws passed and like, all of a sudden, like uh, America is a better place, and we're making more money, and all this 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 fun stuff. Well, I mean, we have you realize we have an open door policy here. So, however good it is, like that many more people are just gonna yes. fly their ass over here for fifty dollars uh, on a Southwest flight, and they will uh, Hoover up any gains we might. So, uh, no, fuck these people. Uh, it, I, I don't. I think this is this is a great thing to do and to say. I Thank gotta you. take a comment from chat here. In uh, uh, stage capitalism, great name by the way. He says the folks who realized the fun of the fifties America were urbanites. My grandparents were still farming in fifty five. Yeah, mine were too. And my grandparents went from living. Uh, one side of my family went from living in the holler and going to the store once a month, and and you know not always having shoes to, you know having a having a a, a garage and two cars and. My granny was tooling around in a Mustang. That's pretty. That's pretty big jump in 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 uh, lifestyle in one generation, and and they and they were not urbanite people by any stretch of the imagination. So you know, I, I think that I think that's a big I think that's a big factor, and it's pretty universal. Yeah, subvisual haste is this mother group without indoor plumbing. When my mother was was like. Uh, uh, still, like I guess when she was in, in early grade school is when they got a, an indoor toilet. This the, these things made a big. They papered over a lot of differences and a lot of a lot of problems. Money Indeed. can solve a lot of stuff for people. 
You have a crescent moon painted on the outhouse? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, it, that's the thing. Uh, we talked about this before. That um, Wow, everybody's getting electricity. This is awesome. Like, who, who gives a shit about any of these sort of problems we have? I'm not going to have to wash clothes by hand and stuff anymore. Well, we've got all this shit anymore. And any gains we make is just going to be stolen by uh, open borders. So uh, fuck these people. I don't have a problem with this. I'm tired. I'm tired of all this. Like, you know, if you're being a dick, you like uh, just analyze word for word uh, anything that you don't like. Anything people that you like. Ah, well, he was just being rhetorical. He's having he's having a good time. Uh, if if th- I, I, I can't stand this. Just just shut up. I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> Okay, so I got a quick one here. It's, um, uh, I don't know. It's at least it's, this is a throwback story. So, do you remember Me Too? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Okay, so, um, this woman came forward today, uh, with accusations about uh, a guy in a rock band called From Moths to Flames. I've never heard of this band, but they're a touring rock band. You with me? Like a rock and roll band? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that was still a thing. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, um, and this is the, uh, 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 this, this is the comments. He's been having several intimate relationships. He's been having intimate relationships with several people. He was in his thirties. He finds women on the internet tr- and through traveling the country with his band. Now this is the criminal part. Okay. This they and he's already been fired from his band and you know, he uses his clout from the band in order to sleep with women. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I mean, are these, are these adult women and and is, consensual? Is everybody sitting down? So this there's this there's this crazy uh, guy running around, and he's using his like clout and fame from being in a rock band to uh, <laughs> bang out groupies. Now and so like, and you're like, now there's and she goes into detail. In detail of like he told her he loved her, but then like he, the, you know, he had like two other women in that city and he would just bang her when they're touring and blah, blah, blah. And like in the middle of one of these sentences, it says, Oh, yeah. And he also was some sleeping with some underage women. And then, and then he broke my heart and then he go, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, it's like, imagine, imagine this. Imagine I'm telling you about, uh, my, um, I don't know your new neighbor or your new boss, or I'm just giving you information on somebody or something like that. And I said, yeah, that guy's a real bastard. Uh, he's a pedophile and he cheated on his tax and he, he cheated on his history test in the eighth grade. You see, so, uh, they, you know, the test was in September. Uh, it was the, you know, the second semester, and it was, it was on the, the world. This War is a II. funny bit, but I don't want to laugh at it because of what you said. You know what I'm saying? You'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, wait, did you say he's a pedophile? Because that's like a thousand times more important than all the other things. Why don't you just like give me the details? When you lead with that, yeah. Is the implication here that it's that that part's not true, that some woman just said that? And well, either this is like the dumbest thing in the world, or uh, this was just tossed in there because otherwise, like, literally, it's like it's pages and pages of talking about that, that, uh, he told her he loved her, 
but this was just like a groupie and uh he's oh and the best part was that um uh he was married at the time and she was complaining that he had other girlfriends and like you know you're you're having sex with a married man right i mean don't you <laughs> i mean you know he's got at least one other woman around and she was in anyway so like you know that kind of thing that isn't really something that like the press or the law courts or anything should handle and by, and of course there's no law courts involved but it's like okay if he's a pedophile you know we can get this done like let's let's talk let's i'm sure there's the women are out there you know if you really hate this guy let's you know and plus he belongs in jail let's do that but don't just like there's just literally one sentence in these huge pages that says oh he's a pedophile and it's just this just blow by blow of everything he happened to her and it's all this the story is in is it literally in the news that they fired him from a, a big famous band and that shit uh Let's see. His name is Aaron something. And, but yeah. Yeah. I, 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 me too was a very strange moment in, in, in recent history where for like this period of, I don't know, six months, maybe, maybe a little bit longer. People were getting, <laughs> getting taken out because of just regular human relationship stuff. We, like we made jokes about it before, but that, uh, little Indian, uh, Aziz Ansari guy, like he got, he got taken out and I don't know if his career ever recovered for just being a bad lay, right. For just, for just being bad on a date. So I, I like every once in a while, this will pop back up. It, it seemed like we just kind of forgot about the me too thing. Right. Like that it went, just van- it just vanished after it became less politically useful. They, 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 I mean, they were- it's, it definitely vanished and it vanished pretty quickly. It feels like they caught too many people in it that they didn't want to catch in it. So they just kind of called it off. Yeah. Someone pointed out they tried to meet to the guy who's president of the United States right now. And it just, it bounced off of him like a bullet off of Superman. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, well, I mean, they didn't really just try to meet to him. Like they, he was accused of like violent sexual assault. And it was just like, you know what? We're not we're not doing the believe all women thing anymore. I I, I don't know. It, it, it's it's well very confusing. And so first off, why is this a story? So uh, these stories, um, they we, this is like the common law thing. This changes how uh, this affects everybody else too. And uh, there's that. Also, someone put, uh, when I posted, someone said, "Hey, uh, this was was the basis." There's some people saying they were just pissed off that the bassist got uh, got some action, and then someone had an Onion article from the 2010s that's uh, literally the headline says "Area Bassist Filleted." Don Lemon, the CNN anchor, got in a little bit of trouble. I think he's I think he's where everybody's pretty much expecting him to resign. He was doing a story about Nikki Haley who had suggested term limits and I or actually she suggested that elderly politicians should have their mental status checked on and uh Don Lemon said this quote Nikki Haley isn't in her prime sorry a woman is considered in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s uh when he correct when he was corrected by his his co-host Poppy Harlow <laughs> Lemon told her in the CNN audience to quote unquote google it Fake. We we've seen this before. 
Don Lemon prefers the company of gentlemen, and those guys do not modulate their behavior one iota. Did he call her? Op- did he call her a fish? <laughs> for the opposite sex. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, th- this this thing smells like fake. Uh, not like fish, but fake. Um, fake. What do you mean? Okay, so so she's already like designing her campaign around this. Have you seen this? Oh, it what over? I guess you think that they like this is like a chess move where they got Don Lemon to sacrifice his career. Well, I didn't know if he's actually losing his career. If he is, then okay. What what's he talking about? What does he mean? Like oh, he's doing, he did an egg check on Nikki Haley on live television. Okay, uh, I guess. I mean, it just like you know, she's run uh, political office is normally old people, so I don't, I don't really get even get what the com. Normally, like, I don't know. You just don't want it. Like, I'll, if if I get if I get fired, I want it to be over a good joke. You know what I'm saying? Carl Shane with the good ex- his show was failing in the ratings. And this is an excuse. Okay, uh, I like that. Fair enough. But I mean, still, it's pretty. <laughs> He, he he made a catty comment about Nikki Haley being old. Yeah, you never know. All these queens in the uh, in the business probably all know each other and shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, the no no comment. You you have no idea. Like uh, <laughs> uh, if you're <laughs> homosexual, people basically run politics. It's like uh. <laughs> I don't know, man. Can't wait for the Vanity article, Vanity Fair article where that's quoted. Yeah, it's the uh, the Purple Gang or whatever. <laughs> All right, you know why? It's like uh, you know how you can be they can you know how they can send like a secret agent to join like the clan or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what do you gotta do? You just gotta you know uh, you know put the hood on and, and say some crazy stuff. Well, you know what you got to do to join their gang? <laughs> Workman's comp don't cover that shit, dude. <laughs> it's kind of like when you, uh, if you think he's, if you think that might be an undercover cop, you make him snort a, <laughs> snort a line of cocaine and prove he's not a cop. Yeah, but they can make you do stuff that, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Lindsey Graham's like, you sure you want to be in the leadership of the RNC? Carl Shannon says you got to join that gang the hard way. Blood in, blood out. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right. Let's, uh, let's keep going. You got one? No. Okay. It'd be very funny if we just we just played the sound effect. No story. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> you guys hip to this? So, uh, someone in Congress, maybe state Congress, but I don't know. I feel like you, you should emphasize that if this is someone in, uh, state Congress. So there's this game that got, came out and this is like a big budget game. It's made by JK Rowling. I'm she didn't make the game. She, she, she made Harry Potter and they made a, a, a grand theft auto, Harry Potter game, right? What you got stock in EA or something. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, this is the best thing that's happened. This is like the most entertaining thing that's happened in years. Uh, I'm too old to be into Harry Potter and stuff. So I don't really know about that. And like, 
J.K. Lowry, Rowling seems just like a, a, a libtard, but like one from 20 years ago, or whatever. And that's she, that's literally her problem. Yes, she was a she's a lib from 2003 instead of 2023. That's yeah, perfect description. Okay, so uh, here's a, a quote from um, uh, Zoe Zephyr. I don't know what is that uh, Irish or something, but um, this is someone in the U.S. government. This is a ruler of the U.S. government. Uh, I support boycotting the game as well as encouraging others to join the boycott. Uh, I also, I think it's perfectly fair to compile a list of people who are streaming the game. So that, <laughs> what? So that people may make informed decisions on what streamers they choose to support. Uh, so, and this is what's happening. What's so interesting is like, uh, so there are people that like, um, uh, so first off, I mean, I understand that Harry Potter is, is rather popular. Yes. Oh, uh, it is used it to be. Still? Yeah. I have no idea. Like, I don't know if people are still into it or not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they have like a whole part of like Disney world that is part of this and, um, it's huge. I mean, I think we're too old, whatever, but, um, it's huge. So first off you have like, uh, they're, the funniest one is people who, uh, and so this is all goes on the, uh, uh, I don't know how to, I don't know how to use the Ixnay terminology for this, but, uh, JK Rowling is a very controversial figure for, um, gender people. I don't know exactly what she said, but she's, uh, a turf or whatever. That's what they say. Okay. I just, I, I just Googled this cause I had never heard of, uh, Zephyr, but, um, Here's the headline about this. I, I, you, you probably know this already, right? Transgender Montana state legislator voices approval for Hogwarts legacy Twitch tracking list. Quote, it's bad to pay for a game based on an IP that directly funds a turf. End quote. Yeah, and that, that language sort of went further. That Now there's like a whole bunch of people saying um, that they just, the, the language they're all using is... Uh, if you buy this game, you're funding genocide. Uh, I don't know. It's just funny that uh, uh, someone replied to my, my tweet on that. Like, do you remember the standard? Like, do you remember this term white genocide was being thrown around a while ago? And they're saying like, well, this right. doesn't live up to the standard of a genocide. Like a genocide, you know, there's like this, you know, thing. The same people are saying like, this is a genocide uh, if you buy this, this new video game. <laughs> it's just kind of uh, uh, that's kind of uh, humorous but um I, I i'm like you i'm too old i've never read any harry potter books or seen any harry potter movies or played any harry potter video games but elderly <laughs> just says i have in my hand a list of 205 <laughs> hogwarts legacy streamers <laughs> let me just say you should enjoy this story because like most of the people like uh you know um, I don't think we agree with the people boycotting the game, but you know, most of the people that like have to defend, you know, EA or whoever, uh, these are horrible people too. So, uh, it's just, it's, it's all fun. You know what I'm saying? Are you now, or have you ever been a muggle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I, well, are, you, are you, are you muggle pilled? I don't even know what that means, but it just sounds fun. I don't know what a muggle is. It, it's funny. not that the people defending the game are horrible. It's just that, like, I don't care about this, so it's a lot of funny to see the vitriol. You know what funny, I mean? Funny thing. I only know what that word means, Fredo, because I was watching SportsCenter in the year 2000 
or 2001 when Michael Jordan played for the like Washington Wizards for a very brief moment, and uh, he dunked over somebody, and the announcer went, "Yeah, this is whoever you know, whoever he dunked over, it's just a muggle." But Michael Jordan is a wizard, and that was when Harry Potter mania was originally. <laughs> and that was that was a, it wasn't Stuart it wasn't Stuart Scott, but that was yeah that was a, that was a nice one. Uh, Harry Potter mania. I'll, I'll throw I'll give it a little too much information that could be doxable I guess I, I knew somebody who worked for a place that, a, a publishing company that made I did, I did book binding and stuff here where I live and when they did the Harry Potter one of the Harry Potter sequels I forget which one they had some armed security guards like guarding the Harry Potter books to make sure that nobody stole any I guess an advanced copy and and leaked it out to people so that you could find out uh you know what what happened to Harry Potter in the book people so people were like we're too old for this but this was like Harry Potter was like Star Wars level stuff for for young millennials and zoomers right so like for the, for them this is like if George Lucas came out and said for us uh I I, I I don't even know that he uh, he doesn't like Questions large chested women. Say <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, that works. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, this is just a lot of fun because people are making the ass about themselves. It's also like a commercial product, so that's funnier. Uh, you know, nobody there's like uh, there's just no stakes to this at all. Uh, it's a really popular game, by the way. Like I I don't know anything about it, but people are talking about it and like you see people <laughs> playing it all like people it's like it was it was selling off the sh- well not off the shelves because people don't go to buy games off the shelves. It it's one of the top selling games and like it's probably gonna be game of the year, but, but whatever. Yeah. So this is what okay, so this this shit is uh one of the other things that's funny <laughs> is there are people that like essentially like agree with the protesters or uh, like they're certainly not going to like openly defend the game, but they're greedy and like uh obviously there's a big hot new game out, so people want to they're gonna click over to that channel on Twitch and they're gonna see who's streaming the game, and uh and so they're so what they're they're doing is they'll set up alternate channels to you know get a couple of shekels from tr- streaming this game. They wouldn't stream under their main name, but they don't want to end up on the list. I don't know. It's like, uh, it's weird. This is like, it's like this stuff. This thing is canceled for a certain percentage of people who like matter in terms of canceling stuff. But like, I don't know what the majority of them like don't care. Like obviously Twitch, like Twitch hasn't banned it or whatever. I don't know. I'm kind of impressed that, um, I would figure these people would have enough pull to get it taken off Twitch. But I guess they just don't versus uh, an average game company. I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, it is doubly funny because uh, out out, our, out myself as like an, as a nerd, right? Video game the the biggest like the biggest platform to buy video games is, is Steam at this point, right? It's got to be right. There could be nothing bigger than that. Yeah, yeah. Well, unless there's Zoomers. Uh, what about like Xbox and stuff? Am I dating myself here? Well, I'm talking about like you know for 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 computers, not not for yeah for for for, for Xbox, PlayStation, whatever. They have their own like proprietary thing. You go to the Xbox thing on your Xbox or PlayStation. This isn't going to apply to that. The okay. funny thing is like they're mad. They're mad that 
the Steam is the company Steam is hosting this the turf game because the person who made it has bad political opinions and like they're trying to get they're they're trying to get taken off and all this stuff and like you know there are <laughs> people in state government who are trying to issue a fatwa against this video game. I don't know if you've if you've looked at at, at Steam in, in the last few years, buddy, but uh, there they have like. There are Japanese video games now on Steam that are just like not implicitly pornographic, but like explicitly so. You know what I'm saying? Like the and, and this is this is no problem for anybody. This is a Steam is a platform available to children worldwide that has video games on it where like Japanese cartoon girls having sex with people. And nobody cares about that at all. And that's that's perfectly acceptable to, to to everybody. But the Harry Potter wizard one, because J.K. Rowling said she doesn't want to share a bathroom with uh, Zephyr or whatever, they have started a crusade against it. Go to Steam, and uh, if you got the got it open, just go ahead and do that like right now. Uh, search Hitler. Steam, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> there are like the top. Uh, Hitler dating sims on <laughs> like half uh there are probably like uh there's like a huge genre very competitive genre for uh games where you have sex with Adolf Hitler. So I mean Steam is is pretty red billed when it comes to a free speech. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not demanding that Steam get rid of uh <laughs> bust but, bust Hitler's cheeks dot exe or whatever. But I'm just saying we uh, uh, so you're taking a radical free speech position. No, <laughs> God damn it! You, you, you draw the line at the the, the Hitler dating sim. Uh, I just I don't mean to take us off topic, but Bogby, if I went to Steam and I did a search for Hitler, yeah. uh, and one of the top things that came up is a game for a dollar ninety nine called <laughs> The Fuhrer in L.A. <laughs> which is a a top-down action adventure game where you play as Hitler around 1947 <laughs> unraveling the truth about the demise of the Fuhrer post World War II. <laughs> the story starts in the final days of the Fuhrer's life in the bunker while the whole world believes he and Ava shot themselves. Secretly this was done by their doppelgangers. They attempt to escape <laughs> to Brazil using a po the post-war Nazi organization Odessa yet a horrible mix-up makes Hitler arrive and wake up in a Los Angeles museum with Ava missing. The, fu the Fuhrer must now escape the streets of L.A. with the police and army in pursuit, trying to link up with Odessa, who will provide extraordinary secret Nazi technology to help you out. <laughs> so you're playing as Hitler escaping the cops. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you eat, I'm looking in the... Um... And the reviews, and they're saying that the uh, you eat the tanker chocolate to get your energy back and stuff like that. <laughs> oh my god! I know what game we're live streaming when we finally do that now. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, and uh, that uh, yeah, that's that's not the Hitler game he was talking about either. That's <laughs> the worst part. Uh, protect the gamer. <laughs> we stand with you're as as originally Vanity Fair pointed out. You are an S tier Southern gamer. That's right. It's, I don't know. It's just an interesting story. It's interesting <laughs> that they that they can't cancel her because she that's like the one issue that um 
I don't know, man. It's rough to stay on the internet if you start getting <laughs> ideas about that issue. Well, the thing is, 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 the question is always, can you be too famous and too rich to be canceled? And the answer to that, I think, is empirically, no. There's you're never too no. big to get canceled because you know, they got Kanye West. Yeah, and Kanye, he he was he as big billions. as they come. Yeah, he had billions. And, yeah, and, uh, and, and they they can get her, but the thing is, it's harder because. The stuff that she said about transsexuals is not like it's not out there. She's not she's not saying anything right wing. She's just have, she's doing the uh, like third, not even second wave, but like third wave fe- feminist stuff. You know, separate spaces for women, you know, et cetera. She's just oh, like like you can't play in the Olympics and shit like that. I guess. Well, you can't right? come into the bathroom with her. That's like the, the or or be put in the same jail, right? Like the, these are things that. Someone, this case, I saw somebody talking about this the other day. I wish I could remember who it was and give them credit, but the the context was sexual reassignment, drugs, and surgery for minors. And he said, like, you know, even five years ago, this was such a radical idea, even on Twitter, that you would basically be called a kook for, for, for saying that it should happen. And now it's like the orthodox position of like the ruling political party, right? Like this is I'm not saying everybody in the party agrees with it, but like the president of the United States went on TV and said, Come on, man, you gotta let the kids have the sex change. Like that's that means something. That has, it's gone from a kook position in five years to that. And this is what happened to JK Rowling. And this is by the way why you shouldn't feel a bit sorry for her ever. Not because she's like super rich or whatever, but because you know, uh, it's the same coach. She made the sandwich. These yeah. are all these were all direct results of decisions and I- ideas that that people like her had, and still she still like she would not change society to prevent this from happening. She doesn't want to do that. She just simply does not want to experience the the blowback of her own stupid ideas. But my point here was, it's harder for them to cancel her because a lot of a lot of people, a lot of women, especially a lot of older women, and not just older women, liberal women. Yes, I I mean explicitly, like a lot of older liberal women feel the same way that she does. And I mean, not just older ones. I many people who were like hardcore left wing uh, followers of Karl Marx in private will tell you they feel the same way too. They don't. They don't like this. They don't want to go to the bathroom with uh, Zephyr, Zoe Zephyr. They don't want to do that. And I mean, so, b- because of that, this makes it so it's going to be hard to actually do a fatwa on on the the Terps as a, as a group of people, much less this insanely famous celebrity author. So we've had people. I've had someone talk to me and say basically like, um, "We don't talk about this issue enough, and we need to." Like, go full bore about it. And, like, uh, I don't mean, like, policy-wise, but I was, like, you know, like, uh, you know, if you, the people who, who who get into this a lot, like, that, you, like you, that's going to be your main thing, right? You know, like, that's what, that's what Matt Walsh is. If Matt Walsh had other ideas about, I don't know, uh, immigration <laughs> or something, that doesn't matter. Because this is, this is not, like, the thing where you, and I was, like, 
But by the way, this person telling me this is like, well, you need to become a full-time warrior on this issue. Uh, they were a, a fucking communist. Yeah. Um, so, and that, what I'm getting at here is like, uh, in, in North Carolina, mama says women, I see pushing back against this on TikTok. So you such hot soft gloves and validate the entire thing. And their descent is maddening. Yeah. That's, that's why, uh, you don't hear any, like we got to protect JK rallying and stuff because, uh, honestly, there's like a sea hair in between her and these people, uh, <laughs> compared to us. And so, uh, oh you can't, God. you can't really get too caught up in this you you know what my theory about this is right so these people uh so you could have all this stuff done you could have surgeries you could have medicine even as a minor and stuff however like uh you you had to somehow convince your parents to do it and so this was like a, a very rare thing in england that's not the case you can sort of like deliver yourself to the doctor and just say like uh and also, you know, over the, and be, because it's already paid for, you know what I mean? Yes, but functionally, that's the way it is in a lot of places in America now. But that ha that's being changed, and that's why they're you, you know that all those laws about like uh, people saying like, well, they'll, they'll shelter from your parents and all that yeah. shit. Like uh, that's all because of like the money thing, right? And so this issue is different in England because you don't need money, so you can just drop yourself in front of a doctor. And it makes the situation a lot more intense because, uh, you know, you could have, you could have done this in the seventies, but your parents would have said, uh, you know, you're being an idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, well, it happened, but just, it was very rare. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah but you're kind of, you're, 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 you're oversimplifying. Cause it's not just a matter of like the national, the national health, right? That's not. I'm not over. I mean, I'm, I'm what I'm simplifying on is the big number game, the big numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, if you, if you have to, like, if you have to convince your parents, the amount of number is going to be very small. Right. But the thing is, it's not that they had to convince, they don't have to convince their parents because of, of, you know, like the national health system. They don't have to, because there's <laughs> culturally, they don't, they no longer adhere to the idea that your children belong to you. Your children are basically uh, wards of the state. I think that's a necessary condition. If you showed up to an American doctor and said, uh, you know, hey, I need some, I need some tits. And stuff, <laughs> they'd be like, uh, you know, cash your charge. Like you, you need to have to someone pay for it. Hell, Billy Elegy says back in the seventies, you had to get Al Pacino to rob a bank for you. No, I do think the money thing is a, I think that's just like a weird little thing that makes the numbers big difference. See, and if it, you watched movies, you would understand how funny that was, but you don't. So dog day afternoon. Oh, okay. Never mind. I haven't seen I it. Don't, yeah. I have no <laughs> idea which either of you were talking about. It's funny. <laughs> I just had that conversation with like, you know, being engaged now, sometimes I have to watch movies because she likes movies. I hate movies. So sometimes I have to watch movies now. Like I've seen probably in the past six months, I've probably seen three movies and that's more movies than I'd probably seen in the preceding 10 years. Unless you count the Fast and the Furious and James Bond or Mission Impossible. I'm the same. I just started watching uh, before the past two, three years. I have. Uh, there, I had like a, a collection of like eight movies, and that's all I would ever watch. Now I've started watching movies, and I certainly never watched TV. Now I'm watching X Files and stuff. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, but <clears throat> on the subject we were talking about, yeah. Uh, now, now in the United States, we're having the fight over: 
are you allowed to go around your parents and go directly to your school your school board or, or your school counselor or, or an NGO and and have these things done to you? And that and the, that's the that's the debate that. And it's certainly exists. not straightforward that that could happen in the United States yet. I think it is. It it, it already is. I mean, there uh, some places. I, I'm sure. I'm sure. But like, but buddy, I'm I, I I'm I'm not. 100% sure about it in Virginia because I don't have any children in school. So I guess it's, I, I guess it's not really something I, I, I think about a lot, but there are definitely school districts in Virginia where this is, this is the case. Like this, it, this it was a national news story where this happened in Virginia. Someone got their kid taken away from them by the Commonwealth because they didn't affirm their child's desire to change her sex to male. Well, you know why I brought up the the bunny thing is because like this has already been the case for uh, um, I don't know what age it is, but it's it's like fifteen or something. You can get uh, birth control or morning after pill yeah. without your parents. Yes, and yeah, Th- this is this is the part that people don't like, and I mean most people don't like this. And, but you, it's kind of like it's the it's taking your medicine. It's a bitter pill. All like- these. I'm a big numbers guy. Like, you know, this went on in the 70s, but it wasn't a problem. Like, you know, one out of a million people did this. My mom had, like, here, here, like, let's let's look at it from, like, the perspective of where this began. Like, good example in the, I don't know, late 70s, whatever. My mom took her younger cousin to the doctor to get her birth control because she couldn't, she had to, she pretended to be her mother. What's the doctor's like, or or, or whatever, and, and, and or not her mother, but just an adult in charge of her, and said like, "Hey, standing on somebody's shoulders in a trench coat." You know what I'm saying? Like she, my mom was over 18. She wasn't. She did this because then, like doctors, absolutely were not going to prescribe medications like that to under eight to to minor minor children without their parents' permission. <laughs> we Doc, don't. F- Doctor Drew says the pharmacist called his dad and told him he bought condoms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the the part that people don't like is admitting that, like all, all like all the all these things grew like a like a weed from the from the roots of the sexual revolution. I'm, I'm sorry, it's just what it is. This is this is how it is, and you can't really deal with this unless you deal with with that. And what, how this is relevant to the conversation as you were saying, people would tell you that. And they did said the same thing to me too. That like well, you need to really dig into this. You're and the funny thing is when they would be like, you need to do your duty. You're a man. You're supposed to protect us. And like you're talking to a person who's like a second wave feminist, radical, uh, socialist, whatever. Like you know they they've got the uh, the hammer and sickle sh- flags in their house and stuff. Well, the, the Rebecca's oh, what is her name? Shoot, with the scum manifesto ladies, like their their Twitter <laughs> avatar. Like you're not doing your duty as a man to protect us. It's like well. Yeah, but you don't like this isn't this is what you asked for, really. And like I would like to help you, but like what Carolina Mama said, the women I see pushing back against this on TikTok still use such soft gloves and validate the entire thing in their descent. It's maddening. I know you already read that, but it bears repeating. Because this social pressure is so incredibly strong that even if the NGOs wouldn't 
you know, sue you in court and, or if you're in Canada or the UK, have you charged with a crime for saying this? Even if it wasn't, even if that wasn't a factor, because this is the dominant morality and this is how people are told that they should behave, there are going to be a lot of people who will go along with this even if they don't like it. And ain't no way to sugarcoat this. Like, women are really susceptible to that shit. Like, this is just, that's just, that's just how it is. And so that's, that's not going to change unless, I mean, do, what circumstances do you guys see for, for, for this train to slow down? Because I don't see any. I don't see how it does. I got nothing. I'm afraid I don't. <laughs> nah, I don't have anything. Okay, I see, I'm, I'm I see no way that this is going to stop. It's just going to keep happening because uh, it, it's, just, it's just the people in charge are, are, unless they hit the brakes and send down the message to the NGOs to, to you know, slow down, you've gone too far. It's not going to change, and even if that happens, unfortunately, they're not going to roll back the stuff they've already done. It's just going to be okay. You can't, you know, we've cut the age limit down to ten. You can't, you can't, you can't gender transition. Uh, sorry, sexually transition <coughs> kids under ten. Well, here's um, uh, going back to the big numbers thing. I would do it. The, <laughs> I mean, I would be happy with doing it the same way. Like, uh, you know, the government makes like uh, you know, uh you know a hundred vaginas and that that's it you know what i'm saying and they can bid yeah. on them so no okay so i, I want to compare this with what you said there's another issue that like a lot of people on the on the right the dissident right and stuff um go hard in the paint on lose a lot of sleep on which is uh <clears throat> uh onanism yes and pornography and and I agree that it's that it's not the best thing you could do. However, uh, here's where like here's an issue. Um, you know, they'll talk about like why is this such a problem? And they'll say, like, well, you know, it's all this degeneration of society and all this stuff. And it's like, why wasn't this a problem a thousand years ago? It's a different thing. It, like, why wasn't it a problem? Because you were married when you were like 14. You know what I'm saying? It was a problem for for people in certain circumstances. But yeah, that was that we called. They had a name for that. It was decadence. You were the people were, they were notable because they had the means to act, you know, to be decadent. Okay, but like, um, if you're a thirty, if you're like thirty years old and you're unmarried, I wouldn't kill yourself over this issue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if we had a different society, you'd be married, and this wouldn't be the biggest struggle in the world. Because God knows, I can imagine how difficult that must be. Yes? Absolutely. But, like, uh, you know, it really shouldn't. Like, we're living in a weird world where most people aren't married. But, uh, you know, the way we, we that's kind of how things were set up with. So, like, I wouldn't go to the rack on that issue. Or the people saying, like, the most important thing is pornography. Not really. Not really. Uh, why don't you get everybody married, and then you'll have less problems with the uh, with the pornography. Do it the other way around. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. That that's the self medication, right? Well, I mean, if you made like, if you made, uh, is it bad? Um, uh, nocturnal emission. If that becomes an issue too, well, what are you going to do? You just might as well cut your dick off. 
<laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Well, the the thing with <clears throat> the thing with like the the attacks on pornography and it should be you know should we ban it from this or that. It's like yeah, I, I understand that because it's ugly, right? It, it, this is an ugly thing. It's like it's like there's litter on the side of the road, right? It, that that's what this is. But there is a you're right. There's a deeper problem. Like the the well, litter's a great example. There were real problems with with roadside litter in the seventies and eighties, and you you can just you can make a fi- you can make fines for it, which they did. Didn't really help. What they basically did was start start publicly sh- publicly shaming people for for litter, like right there, a media campaign to make litter seem like a low status thing, and that. I don't know if you remember, but like in the '90s and the early 2000s, it worked. People weren't just throwing crap out on the side of the road because it became low status. So, like they, I think they try to do that with pornography. But the problem is, you're you're hit, you're hitting at it. It's that people aren't normal anymore, and they're just gonna they're gonna behave abnormally one way or the other. Yeah, but like, okay, there's a supply and demand thing. And the reason why I brought this up, because the same kind of people have the same singular focus on this issue. Like the singular focus is like stopping transgender from taking lesbians job. You ever seen people like that? Yeah. Yeah. You know how much sympathy I have for that? Well, fuck you. We, we <laughs> the have world's a- smallest violin. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, fuck you. Like, this is just like, oh, you know, this got, this got to my level or, and now it's actually taking my job. Well, like, no. Then the same people like, well, what we need to do is just ban pornography. Mm, uh, what, what, you know, there's supply and demand is the thing. And they just, this is a certain type of feminist that just now is sort of teaming up with the right. And they have very, very specific, very specific lanes that things need to be handled. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and this is a. <laughs> They they correctly see that transsexual stuff it is plutonium to the protected class and the the carved out spaces for women because these things still exist like the the, the special considerations and special places for women is is really a relic of the of the old world these are, these are things that existed in the you know, patriarchal past that don't really make sense now. And yeah. now you're the CEO and you still get the special right. Well, yeah, but yeah. And it just kind of defeats the whole, like the, the idea is you're getting a special consideration, but you can't have that. You can't have your cake and eat it too. If like, if, if you get to get on a lifeboat first, then, uh, then you're giving up something in exchange for that. Like you, you you're kind of saying, I need you to take, well, in the, like in the first example of like, why aren't you doing your duty as a man to protect us? Well, in that world, that means that like by the nature of who we are, I have power over you in some sense. You don't, you don't view things that way. And you know, that's fine. But at the same time, that means, well, I can, we can fight on the subway, right? Like, yeah, we, we can get the, we can get into a fist fight. Uh, me and me and her can get in the fist fight on the subway, and I'm not really doing anything wrong. We're we're both equal people, right? Yeah. If if you want to get your if you get your ass get ass whooped in a bar by a man, that's not a crime. That's not really a, a moral crime anymore. Yeah. And but that doesn't make sense, and nobody really believes that could work. 
but they've painted themselves in the corner with these ideas that just they, they never made sense. They were always made up bullshit, friend, enemy crap. Like uh, originally it was, hey, let's double the, the labor force so we don't have to pay people as much. And from that, you know, ugly ass, <laughs> that ugly ass tree, it's born all this fruit that's, you know, now it's coming around to bite people in the ass. But there's just nothing you can, you can't selectively, you can't, you can't jump out of the airplane and decide, you know what, I've fallen 5,000 feet. This is good. I'm just going to hang out here. No, your ass is going all the way down to the ground. There's nothing you can do about that. It's either one or the other you have to pick. And they're, and they, they're just not going to do that. And the clock is going to run out on them. I, I don't know who will win. I, I, I really, like I said before, I think they're just going it's gonna, it's gonna to go all the way. They're going to go to the mat. Because how could, how could they? Are they who's going to stop them? I don't, I don't, I don't see it. The other thing is going back to supply and demand. Like, okay, these people are very young that make these decisions. I mean, that do, that, that are making these decisions. So you can't blame them, and so they're just going to be reacting to incentives that adults are putting towards them. Yeah. And so when you have this certain way that they, the same kind of people that want you to do this issue a thousand percent. They'll be like, well, you have to help me get this man out of my bathroom because men are disgusting things. And, and it's like, well, why do you think that motherfucker's got a wig on and, and doesn't want to be a man? Because you, why are you making it so nasty to be a man to begin with? You know what I'm saying? Well, no, I had it. I don't want to, it's one of the things I don't, I don't want to repeat conversations I've had with people, but this, this came up and, and, Maybe this is so obvious it, it doesn't need to be stated, but the the idea here is that there are these protected classes and like the LGBT community is has to be protected and it's important it should be celebrated because it sucks it, it it's hard it's difficult to be that in the world because in America it's a white supremacist patriarchal uh, bigoted anti-gay country right the people in this country don't it's, like it's very funny the logic is like <clears throat> okay so you live in like nazi germany for gay people like clearly all the government despises you so that same government is going to make special carve outs you, like what yes and and we've talked about the rainbow flags all the embassies whatever but like if this was like whatever this government's biases is is probably yeah. whoever it's favoring right now yeah, and and that's that's that is obvious enough. We don't have to rehash that. But here's the thing: Have you ever witnessed in either in, in life or you can see it online? People are just personally talking to each other, not not you know NGO posting, just talking. That like someone, a lady might say that she's. Uh, can you can we say the Q word when we get banned from Patreon for saying that? I, I guess in, in, in a draw, you can't say that. that, but they can say that like, like, well, actually I'm very Q word because I don't uh, conform to gender stereotypes. Why you wouldn't announce that if it was low status, that would be the, you wouldn't, a woman would never do that. So obviously there's some benefit to saying that you're that there's some benefit to putting on a wig and saying, I'm a man, I'm not a man. I'm a woman. Yeah. Why do they want to do that? That's what you like. And a lot of these people are very young. And so you, any sort of uh, desires they have is clearly put in there in front of the parents. And they never want to talk about it. They never want to talk about it. It's just, uh, you know, 
I don't want this person to take my job. Yeah, I bet you don't. I bet you don't. And so, when, I don't know. It, it, like, where, where should we jump in? At some point, <laughs> there will be conservatives that are, that'll have to, that'll, they'll be asked to like weigh in on like, uh, like specific etiquette in the gay community. Like, uh, you know, whether or not you have to wear protection or something. And they'll, and you know, they'll be like, well, if you're, the, and there will be an answer that is like 0.4% better than the other answer, right? Yeah. Like, well, of course, you could get, you could get HIV, so you should wear protection. And if you're a decent conservative, you'll speak up for what's true. It's like, yeah, it's true, but it's like 0.1% more true than, like, why do I have to get in here? Yeah, oh. you make you make you into a janitor for the for them. Like that's what this what this is like. In, God, historically in the in the twentieth century and in the twenty and even worse in the twenty first century, like that's what conservatism has been a janitor for for these people. They never yeah. come. They never come bearing gifts. You know, this kind of thing actually could be done if there's uh you know if there's a if if we it can make a deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that that's that's not how it works. I, of course, I, my, it is. My my you know my rhetorical question, and I'm sure other people have wondered this themselves. Like the the status thing, it's obvious now. It's it's high status to be to to not be. I don't even. I, it, it, this annoys me. Like heterosexual, straight. It's it, like they that shouldn't even be terms. You just being normal. It, it, it's low status. It's lower status to be normal than to be like deviant some way sexually. We ever, we know you, this. You ever heard Christopher Lowell talk? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't, maybe make an exception for him. I don't <laughs> think he could be any other way. <laughs> I'm just saying. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, it's it's a high status to claim one of these protected protected classes for yourself it's higher status to say you to, to say you're not white if you're especially you're applying for college or a job you pretend like you're not white even if you're white i wonder how normies like square this circle or if they just you just go about your your day with the, like the you know these two facts, but you don't ever let the, the the streams cross like in the Ghostbusters movie because then your your brain would explode. Like how do they deal with this? How do you say like, well, you know, it's really it's it's really horrible how much this country hates LGBT people. By the way, let's check out this uh, entire month out of year where they turn everything rainbow colored and and like worship sodomy. <laughs> how do how do you how do you go about your business and you believe those two things at the same time? Well. By the way, I think this is an easy answer. <clears throat> so, um, if you are uh, uh, one of these, uh, if you're a turf, if you're a, uh, a super, what do, we, the, what do you call the liberal people like Jordan Peterson? Um, uh, classical liberal. Yeah. If you're classical liberal. If you're right wing, if you're super right wing, if you're anything but a super progressive Democrat, like, how do we deal with this? It's easy. It's very, very easy. We could do this tomorrow. We could do it tomorrow. It doesn't. You don't have to read any books or anything. Um, but the problem is, we like uh, there's a select few people that could do it, but they're in power right now, and they've already. This has already been talked about a little bit, and uh, you know, uh, we talk to people that, that like elite theories and stuff. I want to write an, an article about this. But I'll spoil it now, but just nobody else write an article about the next week or so until I write my article. But uh, the article is this. If you like elite theory, like, uh, 
here's what you do. If you're elite at all, or you have access to any elite, um, and specifically conservative legal circles, specifically closer to uh, the people on the Supreme Court who the conservatives are currently in power, yes? On the court, yeah. What they have to do, if they revert the Civil Rights Act back to the original language, this is all over. It's all over. Yeah. It's all over. And there's nothing wrong with that. I could defend that with on primetime television. The, the, everything that's been added to the Civil Rights Act is undefendable. It's stupid. People just don't know how it is. And that's where all this shit comes from. All like, if we go back to the old civil rights act, all it means is like, you literally just like can't fuck, can't fire someone for being, uh, gay. If it has nothing to do with anything else. No, oh no. If we're going back to the original interpretation, the, yeah, they're, not, even- they're not, they're not covered. No. Okay, great. Uh, so it's, it's, it's gender, race, creed, that stuff. Good. Well, whatever. Just get rid of all the in- extra interpretation. Uh, and I, by the way, I, to correct myself, I sex, I got yeah. caught up in this, and I said gender. I'm ashamed of myself. Sex. Thank you, Merrick. I, I mean, I, I yeah, whatever. Maybe it's maybe it's pointless, but I have made a concerted effort to never say that word because it's fucking made up. It's bullshit. I I, I don't know. The, yes, I agree. What you said that would remove the material benefits to answer my question, which is that. If you can do, do normal people just not know this stuff? And I, I, I don't, you, you couldn't in 2023 because it's just, so, it's so out there. Like, I didn't know in 20, uh, I don't know, let's say 2014. That was like when we first started seeing ideas like, uh, white, white supremacy as not the, uh, guys on Jerry Springer KKK, but like, you know, this is a a, a, a a thing that happens in your uh, your institutional racism and implicit bias and all that crap. That was when when people like us who didn't have a college degree or whatever found out about this stuff. Like, and we were not people unfamiliar with current events and, and, and things like that. We were people who were pretty we like to talk about politics and argue. It, this didn't come across my radar until what, like Robin D'Angelo? Like you, I think you showed me some Robin D'Angelo stuff, maybe 2012, something like that, right? About yeah. right, ten yeah. around ten years ago. Since then, you can't get, you can't escape this. Your grandma ha- has seen somebody talked about gender, uh, gender identity. Has seen somebody talking about uh, white supremacy. How, if you're a normal person, how do you, how do you reconcile these two insanely opposed ideas that America despises rainbow flag people, it despises black people, and people are tr- at the same time falsely pretending that they are those things to get ahead? How could you do that? How do you reconcile these two things? How does a normal person do that? Well, it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, I think the issue with that is that um, uh, it doesn't matter anymore because they've won. It'd be like, imagine if you were like, uh, you know, uh, well into Nazi Germany and you were like, you know, actually the things you've said about the Jews are incorrect. Well, like it's too late for that. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, (laughs) they're just going to send you to a camp. Well, um, I mean, so, you know, I've talked to people that are like, you know, people need to take a stand on this gender issue or something. It's like, well, if you do that in any sort of institutional setting, you're going to lose. 
you're going to lose until the Supreme Court changes what this means. Now, it, you could, it doesn't cover every single scenario where you have a lot of pressure and all this kind of stuff, but um, if it's just you and just this issue and just HR, you're going to lose. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. And so I don't think that matters anymore. Thank you. Yeah, fair enough. It, it doesn't, but I, 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 maybe it's just we're as human beings. If you live in, if you live in like a a, a civilization, there are things that I guess you might not believe are literally true, but you go along with because you have to. That's just part of the the price you pay for living in that culture, and this is one of them. And this is why. This is why. These, <laughs> this is why these people like if you're a turf. <laughs> Think it's bad news for you because you're just gonna have to you're gonna have to go into the locker room with with these people. This is it's there's no way around it. All you can do is do what James Pogue wrote about in his uh, amazing article where we advocate violently overthrowing the United States government and try to try to escape from it. Try to find a hidey hole where you're not subject to. <laughs> There's a rainbow flag for now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> right on the money, Tim. Uh, you got any more stories? No, I don't. I didn't, I didn't have that last one, actually. No, I don't either. Well, well one thing before we go. Another um, another Fredo thing. I, I saw that natural gas, like nat, there's a now a natural gas glut in the United States. Prices are falling. Because they have too much gas and not in, kind of goes went against what people were were talking about before the winter began, right? Yeah, and I mean, I I guess part of it was, it, I mean, where I live is not indicative, obviously, but from what I understand, it's been a milder <laughs> winter than what people thought, uh, yeah. both in Europe and like the parts of the United States where it's cold. Uh, so like that might be a part of it, but I mean, it, look, it, it seems like when they concocted this whole natural gas plan to quote unquote punish Russia, you know, how much it actually punished Russia. That's an open question. Maybe it didn't hurt them that much. They found other places to sell it, whatever. It kind of seems like that might be the case, but, uh, it does seem like Europe and the United States had it figured out that it wasn't going to create some colossal long-term winter of freezing to death in, you know, Germany or whatever. Um, as for the effects on industry, uh, you know, that, that seems less clear to me. I, uh, there, I have seen some stuff that it looks like, you know, industrial output in Europe has been affected by this, but how much, I don't know. You know what I mean? It, it the, the other part of that too is like it could just be you know, uh, this I always use the example on this one that this is very much like with the Soviet Union and Cuba, right? Europe is our Cuba. Um, so like you know, if you live in Europe, the, I, I'm not saying that, that like I don't take joy in telling you that, right? Like I wish it weren't that way, but that's just how it is. You're Cuba, so Cuba was able to survive like an embargo with the United States and all kinds of like crazy stuff because the Soviet Union was uh, an economically powerful country and just sent the money, right? And just subsidized it to make sure they didn't collapse as sort of like a satellite state of uh, of the Soviet Union. And we may, I don't know, it's like too early to tell, but like we may see more explicit, that's already the case, but we may see almost more explicit Cubaization uh, of Europe over time. If not, even if this 
rush situation isn't the driver, you know, the next thing or the next thing after that might be because like whatever, you know, for all like, like any, any discussion of like things going poorly in the United States or the empire weakening or whatever it, that, that goes double in Europe uh, for the same reason that like, you know, in 19, the early nineties, Russia had lots of problems with alcoholism and it was a rough adjustment, but like in Cuba, people were literally starving. Right. So that's, the I'm not saying it'll be exactly like that, but that's the paradigm in terms of sort of the the broad outlines, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And just for the record, the natural gas gas prices, 28 month low. We did have a really mild winter here relatively. We had some, you know, a couple cold spots, but it was a pretty mild winter. So, you know, you, you could you could make the argument too, like that you said at the beginning maybe we got maybe we uh we were also really cynical about how how in how let's see how much foresight there was in this policy with with Russia but like you said maybe they crunched the numbers and realized that it wasn't going to be apocalyptic no matter what or maybe if someone in chat said they just got lucky hard to say i've got something uh read someone uh wrote in uh swedish listener I uh, wrote something cool. Uh, he was talking about the classic car. So uh, his dad was talking. Uh, I got something about classic cars in Sweden. I didn't know about this. So his dad, had a, when he was nine, this is something his dad wrote to him. So when I was 19, I had a 66 Nova, a classic today with a 327, which I rebuilt and tuned up. Uh, now they have, a, during the 50s and 60s, there were many American cars in Sweden. They were cheap and gas cost nothing. Elvis and Tommy Steele was the music of the town. People drove around, made some noise. That's giving birth to the town Regare. I don't. That's probably not how you say it. Regar or something. Regar sounds kind of like pirate or troublemaker. Today, a renovated glider, which is what they call a muscle car, nets you around fifty-five grand to a hundred thousand dollars. In later times, the enthusiasts have imported lots of cars. We theorize it will dwindle due to our insane gas crisis, about twelve dollars a gallon. Today, most muscle cars are renovated and in very good condition. Matching numbers is very important, and people strive to strive. People try to strive towards original only. Those who, and there's a couple people that will super hot rod and make it really fast. They compete in illegal stop, uh, illegal uh, street racing uh, at stoplights or at the quarter mile. That's pretty cool. Are they still are they still putting brewer cream in their hair and racing for pink slips over in Sweden? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> no, it's just that they they have a <laughs> uh, they have a muscle car culture there. Uh, it's really cool. I, that thing about like either make it really fast or just make it original. I like that's how you should do it. Honestly, <laughs> they're smart people up there. Uh, someone sent us something about AI. I'm sorry, I haven't read it yet. Um, we have. God, probably four podcasts recorded waiting to go out. We have <laughs> not that many. We have at least an interview scheduled, a big interview scheduled this week. We have to read their book before. I'm going to try to at least read the important parts of it. <laughs> uh, big, big guess. It's going to be really awesome. I mean, that it's, it's going to be cool, don't you think? It was somebody that we admired their work on YouTube when YouTube first came around. They weren't a YouTuber. These people people would post their videos of the stuff that they said on YouTube, and it was uh, it was fire. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's gonna be a lot of fun. We have to email them. Um, I think it's already arranged, but the guy told us to email it, so I'll do that afterwards. Okay. Uh, 
I'm uh, that's it. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for coming out. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. Making their way the only.